What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Food Press, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. My name is Jonathan Brown. And I'm David Crane. <laughs> so this episode is this is going to be real interesting. We we doing something a little different with Hot Takes today, but we'll get to that when we get to that. First things first, man, the NBA playoffs have officially ended, meaning the NBA season is over which means we have crowned some new NBA champions. And it is not the Phoenix Suns, ladies and gentlemen. The 2021 NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, with the finals MVP being Giannis Antetokounmpo. I have my thoughts. Um, First, to the Milwaukee Bucks, congratulations. Well, to Giannis Chris, and Chris Middleton and Bobby Portis, congratulations, because y'all are the only three on the team I actually like. Um, Giannis, I mean, how, how can you hate Giannis Antetokounmpo? You, you literally can't. Like, he has worked from the ground up, man. That When Giannis first came into the league, he was built like a pencil, man. Like, now he, he grew two inches. He gained weight. He's one of the most unstoppable players in the league. And everybody was saying, well, oh, Giannis can't perform in the playoffs. Oh, Giannis can't hit his free throws. Oh, Giannis can't shoot. I'm not going to lie. Even as much as I love Giannis, I was one of those guys who was saying, like, hey, I've seen what Giannis does in the playoffs. I know he can't shoot. I know he can't shoot free throws. As I was not, as I was going for Phoenix, you know, I was counting the free throw. I was counting. But what he did in game six, um, that that was one of the greatest finals performance, games performances I have ever seen, man. Like, for, and we, we, and most people forget that he was injured too. Like, he, we we don't know the tr- the full extent of his injury, but it looked horrible when it happened. For him to go into the series, average like thirty five and fifteen, then in game six, the closing game, he has 50, 50 points, five blocks, and like thirteen rebounds. I don't ever want to hear Giannis disrespect ever again. I know James Harden. I know he's pissed right now because, you know, he called him running dunk, man. I, I know he's hurt. I know he's hurting, man. But, look, Giannis is that guy. No, Don't ever discredit Giannis again. Um, that guy, I, Yeah. <laughs> but before I get into my thoughts on Phoenix, I want to ask John first, were you surprised by this at all? And what do you think about Giannis's status among – where, well, where do you think he sits as far as being the best player, one of the best players in the league? Where would you rank him? Okay. So, was I surprised about the final result? When the Bucks tied it, I was surprised about that. I thought, tell the truth, I thought it was over when Phoenix was up 2 0. I thought it was over. When they tied it, I was surprised. But when he went up 3 2, I knew they were going to win. I knew the Bucks were going to win. I just knew. Even if there was a game seven, I knew the Bucs were going away because the Bucs had so much momentum. It's like they knew how to beat the Sun. They knew how to play defense. Man. They knew how to stop Devin Booker. And it was it was perfect. It was perfect. And Giannis, I think right now, top three in the league right now, man. Top three. If you if he's not in your top three. I don't know, but Giannis is top three, man. And, uh, Damon, I want to ask you the same question. Where would you rank Giannis now, and then what What are your thoughts on this NBA Finals in regards to the Bucs? Uh, yeah, I 
definitely agree. Top three is definitely where he belongs. And if he's not, like he said, if he's not in your top three, like you better give a pretty strong case on why somebody else would be there outside of him. Um, but the finals, um, similar to John, like when even they went up 2-0, I was like, oh, they, 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 uh, they taking it to him. I don't know if they're going to make it back. But I knew when the Bucks tied the series, I knew they already won it. Just the way that they looked in that game four, I was like, oh, Giannis is not going to be stopped for the rest of this series. And it showed, like, literally 50 points in that last. Man, Aiton was just getting tore up inside. Like, I just felt bad. They just kept giving him the ball, and they just kept doing it over and over and over. It was like that man turned invincible that night. No, they couldn't. There was nothing that could stop him. And big ups to the Bucks. Um, PJ Tucker, shout out PJ Tucker. He had to guard KD. He had he 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 had you know he was a, he did his role. He played his defense and went stood in the corner. And then when nobody was looking at him, he knocked down a three here and there. But hey, you know he got the ring though. <laughs> but at the end of the day. Shout out to the Bucks, Giannis, much deserved MVP, top three player now, um, for sure. I'm excited to see how the rest of his career pans out. Hey man, I just want to say in regards to PJ, bro. PJ Tucker is the player Patrick Beverly think he is, real talk, bro. But that that's all <laughs> I'm gonna say on that, bro. Like when it comes to the Bucks, man. Everybody thought it's just oh, it's just Giannis and maybe Chris Middleton, but I mean Chris Middleton. I mean, he, I, he, like the stats show, like he was the most clutch player in the playoffs this year. I don't know the exact stats, and I don't feel like pulling them up, but he was the most clutch player in the playoffs. Bobby Portis, crazy eyes showed up. Brooke Lopez was half dropping thirty points, and PJ Tucker. I mean, he was doing great things on defense, man. And True Holiday too. Yeah, some some games, some games. Like hell, even Pat, even Pat Connaughton was hitting clutch shots, man. But let's let's um let's go to the other side of the finals. Um, to the Phoenix Suns, man. Um, it was a good run. However, um, if anybody would like a Rally the Valley T-shirt, let me know. I rooted for them all season. Like even at the beginning of, as soon as the Chris Paul trade was made, I said, hey. Phoenix is going to be some dogs. I didn't think they was going to make it to the finals, but I'm like, hey, these are going to be some dogs, man. Then we got to about all-star break. I'm like, yeah, these are the champs for sure. Aiden, DeAndre Aiden, man. I know this was your first experience in the playoffs, and you were playing great up until this point. And I know you had to guard Giannis instead of Kumpo. I understand that. But that might have been the softest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. When I t- like, first of all, okay, you're gonna get body by you. There's nothing you can do about that. But you scared to grab rebounds. You got wide open dunks and you're taking layups. Like, w- w- did Ben Simmons and Aiden just switch bodies or something? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Devin Booker, man, he 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 deserves his flowers now. He did choke a couple of games. He had some crucial turnovers in game six. He didn't play well at all, but, I mean, he he did well. Now, 
Christopher Paul, Christopher Emmanuel Paul. Um, I I'm at a loss for words. Um, he he was supposed to be the guy to carry that team, like not even carry them, but he was supposed to get those guys over the edge to the championship. This was supposed to be Chris Paul's first NBA championship, and it was right there. And I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm turning on Chris Paul because I'm not. But what did Chris Paul do? The same thing he always does when he has a lead like this. He choked it. Chris Paul is the only player in NBA history to lose four series after being up 2-0. He choked it. He choked in the finals. Like that, what was it, game four, game five? I Listen. Chris Paul, you don't have to see me because I, I was we were all rooting for you. The only people who were really rooting for the Bucks were Milwaukee, were people in Milwaukee and my cousins. That, that was it. Um, that was Chris Paul's last chance to get a ring. Um, I don't care if where he goes, honestly, to me, he kind of a bitch if he leaves Phoenix just to get this ring because he he had it and he's the part of the one of the main reasons why they lost so i, I i'm it's over man um i'm not gonna say chris paul should retire but um it, it's time to just just continue playing basketball man you your championship dreams are over you you blew it again you blew it again you blew it again but uh damon what do you think about this phoenix playoffs run and do you think chris paul is gonna stay with phoenix um this Phoenix playoff run was I don't think anybody's expecting it to go this this deep. Um, but a lot of a lot of their role players really stepped up in a big way. Um, Jay Crowder, he played out of his mind this uh, this offseason, or not offseason, postseason, as well as campaign. Shout out to Campaign, the Thunder Legend. Uh, <laughs> he stepped up in a big way. Um, and Michael Bridges too. He did really good too. Oh yeah, I became a very big fan of him over this postseason. Um, but you know their moment—they had so much momentum coming in that it was just like it surprised me how much it just quickly halted. Um, once Milwaukee kind of punched him in the mouth. Um, do I think it's Chris Paul's last chance to get a ring. Honestly, I would not be mad. I mean, like, yeah, like, he did a big thing, like, trying to help this team. But, like, what is he, 35? He's, like, because he was the same. Yeah, he's, like, 35. Like, if he goes somewhere trying to get a ring, bro, go on and get it. You know, like, he has this big resume of him being a great player without a ring. And, like, I get it, he's lost these series. But, I mean, even in the last two games when he lost, he shot 60 and 50%. So, like, I can't even necessarily be like, oh, you know, Chris is the reason we lost series. Because, I mean, like, he's, you know, he still did his thing. But I wouldn't be mad if he left. It'd be kind of – I mean, it'd be time for – Booker to get another chance to step up and probably his I could see his points per game going up drastically from the 25 he averaged this year 
but I wouldn't be mad if Chris left. I mean, like, I get what you're saying. I mean, the stats are there, but you also, like, after watching the games, you got to look at where certain things happen. Like, when he was balling, the game was damn near over. And then he was making these crucial turnovers and taking these boneheaded shots when they needed when they needed efficiency, when they needed smart plays, and he didn't do that. I'm, I just – I don't want to call Chris Paul a loser. But Chris Paul and Loki a loser. I'm, I'm – man, they had it. I like – and when I say Chris Paul is a loser, I'm not saying, like, oh, well, every time Chris Paul gets a chance, he, he sells, but he kind of does, like – they had four chances. They they had four games to win two. They lost four straight. They, they lost four straight. And, you know, people were talking about, you know, oh, well, this is what happens when they face a healthy team. Again, Giannis was injured. I know DiVincenzo wasn't that much of a factor, but they still didn't have DiVincenzo. The best player on both teams and be the best player in both between both teams was hurt the whole series. And he had a 50 point game to knock them out. So again, like I don't want to necessarily say Chris Paul is a loser, but I, I just don't, I, that championship window was closed for me. But uh, John, what are your, what are your thoughts on Phoenix's playoff run? And what do you think Chris Paul is going to do next season? Um, what I think about Phoenix's uh, playoff run was very impressive. Um, nobody really expected them to get that far. Nobody expected them to get out of the first round against the Lakers. Um, the fact that they beat the Lakers was already impressive itself. And then they beat the Nuggets in a sweep when they had the MVP. That's more impressive. And then they beat the Clippers, even though they didn't have Kawhi, but Still very impressive enough to make the finals. Um, I think they'll make a deep playoff run next year, very deep, probably the conference semifinals or conference finals. But um, I don't think they'll make the finals again next year. I don't think they'll make it to the conference finals or conference semifinals. If they get eliminated first round, then that'll be a very disappointing season for them next year. Uh, what I think Chris Paul would do next year, I think he will stay with Phoenix. I think he'll stay with Phoenix. If he leaves Phoenix, then people are going to look at him very different. But I think he will stay. Um, you, you know he wants to win. He wants to win a ring. He's still hungry for that. But I think he'll stay. Yeah, I, I think it will be best for him to stay in Phoenix. Um, I mean, I definitely think those guys can run it back. Like, it's not like a, a Miami Heat situation, man. Like, they went, he was like the what fourth, fifth seed when I think so last year. I think Phoenix had the second best record in the league last year. So, this, this isn't like it's a oh, it's a one time thing. Like, I think they keep that same group of guys together for the most part, and then they get a steal in the draft, they they can run it back. I don't see necessarily see the finals because, you know, we got Jamal Murray is going to be back for Denver, so that's going to help them. LeBron is going to be, be back healthy. Anthony Davis, 
I mean, he's most likely going to be healthy, but at this point, we all know he's a question mark. Kawhi, if he comes back to the Clippers, I don't. It's it's a chance. Like I see conference finals, but maybe not the finals. But honestly, like I like what John said. Like if Chris Paul leaves, a lot of eyes are going to be on him. Like people going to be like, you know, kind of looking at him like the way they did KD, in a sense. And speaking of offseason moves. Getting into that is our next topic, our offseason NBA predictions. And the first one I want to talk, I want to talk about specifically is Chris Paul. Like I just said, I think Chris Paul is gonna stay. Um, I've seen rumors of the Lakers potentially pursuing Chris Paul. And I said I said this in our group chat, and I didn't mean this in the way that it came off, but at this stage in his career. Not to say that Chris Paul is a bad player or anything or that he's declined or at all. I'm not saying that at all. But to me, it's Chris Paul to the Lakers sounds a lot like Steve Nash to the Lakers. And we know how that played out last time. I mean, to it's, it's a really similar situation besides the fact that the Suns didn't make the playoffs. I mean, it's the same team, Phoenix, Chris Paul, Steve Nash, the star point guard. They were both all-stars. You know, obviously Steve Nash had fallen off just a little, had fallen off a little bit. I mean, but then again, Steve Nash never averaged 20 points at any point in his career. And then went to the Lakers where they had Kobe, where they had Dwight Howard, and it didn't work out. Chris Paul, LeBron, AD, I think that it could possibly, you know, I mean, they'll for sure be one of the best teams in the league, and they'll for sure make the playoffs. But I'm not, I'm not sure how exactly that will work, because especially you know with AD always being injured, you know, always disabled. So I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But that, that's how we feel about Chris Paul. Another one I want to speak on. Um, I don't know where he's going to get traded. I don't know who wants him. But Ben Simmons is gone. Ben, Ben Simmons, no. Get that man the fuck out of Philadelphia. Save Joel Embiid right now. Save him, please. Trade. I don't. I don't. I don't know where you could send him. Do not send that man to Detroit because I swear to God, we will tear everything down. I no. I don't. I don't. I don't know where I could see Ben Simmons. All I know is if Ben, when Ben Simmons does get traded, he cannot be the team point guard anymore. He has to play power forward. I, I, I do not trust that man running the offense if you're not going to shoot the ball. No, that this this is 2021. We we can't be we can't do Rondo no more. We can't do 2009 Rondo no more. And even 2000 even Rondo right now, he at least averaging 10, right? You he's at least shooting the ball. Ben Ben Simmons, no, that man's ass. I don't I don't I don't know where he goes. Just Philly, just save yourselves, man. Just get well and be the real point guard. And one that actually knows how to score and will actually shoot the ball. I I don't know who you trade him for and who to, but just 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 get Ben Simmons. Just bye, bye bye. But John, where do you think Ben Simmons might fit, and what would he get traded for? Ben Simmons, where he might get traded to? Man, I do not know. I really don't know. Like I don't, I don't see him fitting anywhere. I mean, everybody got a point guard. 
every team got a point guard. Portland, they got Dane. Sacramento, they got De'Aaron Fox. Uh, you know, Warriors got Curry. Lakers, they might keep Schroeder. Clippers, they got they got Rondo. They got uh, who else on the Clippers? Reggie Jackson. They got Patrick Bev, even though he's weird. Um, yeah, Phoenix got Phoenix got Devin Champagne. Dallas got Luka. Houston got John Wall. Uh, OKC. They got uh, Phil Gaines. That's his name. Uh, Gaines Alexander. Oh, yeah, SGA. Yeah, SGA. Um, Detroit, I'm about to get Kate Cunningham. Um, Send him to Chicago. For Zach Levine? I, I don't actually, no cap. I feel like Zach Levine and Joel Embiid will go crazy. I just don't see like I I feel like Philly Philly needs to trade for a point guard though. So I mean I don't know man like I'm I'm saying trade him to Chicago just because y'all I hate Chicago. Kavon, I know you're listening, man. I'm I'm sorry, but fuck the Bulls. I'm sorry, but <sighs> I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. <laughs> Zach Levine's a shooting guard, and we already got Seth Curry. Yeah. That's by yeah. Head. Yeah. Oh. I I don't know. <laughs> but uh Damon, you, you got any ideas or predictions on where Ben Simmons might go or where he will fit? So like you guys said, there's I don't think there's one true place where this man will fit perfectly. There's no perfect fit for this man whatsoever. Um but a potential place that I can really think of, and it's not even like it's necessarily like super good, but if they're just trying to do like a, we'll give you Simmons for like a first rounder, and I'm looking at the Sacramento Kings, who don't have a lot of depth at the four. Mm-hmm. Um, they both because they already have. Fox and Halliburton at guard, so there wouldn't be any guard play for them. But send him for like a first rounder and like Delon Wright, because if we if we don't if we don't forget that um, the Sixers have uh, Tyrese Maxey that they drafted last year from Kentucky. So I think if you you don't even necessarily need to get like a brand spanking new young guard since you got him all you really need to grab is another vet to like work with him or even just start while he's still developing um but yeah the chicago thing that that just be stupid because like they have they have kobe white and they have marketing and Lucevic. so like both the positions he played are filled so he just be kind of taking up space um but yeah, I guess the Kings, like, I don't even feel like that's like 100%. Like, <sighs> I mean, because it's like when you said it, I'm like Sacramento. But then when you started explaining, like, okay, I could see it. Now, I don't, I think they might get a little more out of that because it is oh, absolutely. Ben Simmons. But I mean, it makes sense. I mean, 
Sacramento is a mid-tier, well, bottom-tier uh, franchise, and Ben Simmons is a bottom-tier all-star. So, I mean, I guess it works. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, may, maybe the Spurs, because, you know, Pop maybe Pop could find something to do, man. Greg Popovich knows how to do something with players who are, are just lost. You know, I, I don't know, man. Ben Simmons, I just get Benjamin out of Philly. Save save the 76ers. I'm not even a Sixers fan. I like Joel Embiid. Save Joel Embiid today. I trade him now. Like now. <laughs> Another rumor that I've heard is that both Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are interested in going to the Lakers. If this is true, let me just say this. If you know LeBron's gonna be LeBron. AD, we're not 100% sure, but, I mean, he's one of the best players in the league when healthy. If you add Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan to this team and put, maybe potentially keep Drummond on as a center, them boys win the chip. They, they, they're they winning the title. Um, Kyle Lowry would be the perfect point guard for the Lakers, man. Like, he can score – and, but he's he doesn't have to, you know. Demar Derozan, I mean, the Lakers need three point shooting, and Demar Derozan is not going to give you that. But I mean, he he can space the floor pretty well, and he's one of the best mid range shooters in the game. So I think I think that I that would be I wouldn't say that's the god tier of team starting fives, but dude, that that would be insane. <laughs> but uh, Damon, dude, what do you think think about that? potentially happen and be getting DeMar and Kyle Lowry in LA. Yeah, so I, I did see that rumor and I saw that uh DeRozan said that um he'd be willing to do like a pay cut in order to do it because I know he got paid like 37 mil in the Spurs. So I know he said he'd be willing to take a pay cut because and we gotta think about like Lowry and DeRozan they already got the chemistry. They yeah. played together for years in Toronto. Like, they, they didn't, right, they didn't even want to get broken up when he got traded. So, I mean, they would gel already when they got there. So they would just have to, you know, you know, just get it all set with the rest of them. Because then they got AD. If they if they had, they got AD, they hold on to Drummer with his bum ass. Um, and the rest of them, I think that's definitely a team that will have a strong chance of winning a championship. If they stay healthy, that's the key. Yeah, and um, John, what do you think about that? Do you think that Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan would take them? I don't. I don't want to say like back to the finals because I feel like they will still make be at least close to a finals team. But what do you think the impact that Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan on the Lakers would have in regards to them being in the finals? Uh, the impact would be very significant on the court. Off the court, when it comes to salary cap, it's going to be a hard hit because finding bench players, when you have the salary cap that filled up, like filled up, like you can't even get leading bench role, bench role players, it's going to be very hard. The bench is going to struggle a lot. The bench not going to lie. They help a lot with a team. It helps if the starting five is not showing up, then the bench you got to show up. 
So if you're going to have Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan on the Lakers, then you might need to give up Kuzma's contract. Probably, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm not going to call it William. What's his name? Taylor? You may get rid of Taylor. What's his other name? I forgot his name. Uh, the one that went to jail on the weekends. Oh, KCP. KCP. Um, <laughs> no. But speaking of the Lakers, because John John brought this up the other day, I'm a, I'm gonna only let him talk about this man. This rumor that between the Wizards and the Lakers. Regarding Russell Westbrook for Dennis Schroeder, Taylor, and Kuzma, I'm I, I'm I'm not gonna say anything, bro. John, that's all you. That is, I, so repeat that again one more time, one more time, so I can come. Westbrook for Schroeder, Kuzma, and Taylor. No draft picks. No draft picks. Just, just Taylor, Kuzma, and KCP. Uh, wait, I was just looking at it. Hold up, Schroeder. Schroeder. First of all, as a team attendant at the Washington Wizards, uh, this is very. When I just saw that, I, I just, you know, I just, you know, just. I didn't even log off. I just closed the app because I was like, no, no. I don't want Kyle Kuzma on my team. I, I don't I don't want him on my team. I don't want – because now if he comes on the team and he actually performs well, I'll apologize. I'll apologize. But, no, he was very disappointing with his play in the Lakers. And – his, the way how he dresses, I know it's not basketball related, but he he just pretty bad, pretty bad man. And I don't want to you know come to the arena. I'm working, and I see him dressed very awfully, and I'm like, yikes! Oh my god! <laughs> if he comes to the Lakers and he plays well, I apologize to him personally. And I apologize to everyone who's listening to the podcast. But, no, I... yeah, I, I don't think that's a good trade, man. I think Westbrook is bigger than that combo of a deal. Oh, my God. All right, I got two. I got two more. Um, The first one being Damian Lillard. I know that people were saying, you know, oh, Dame has requested a trade. Apparently, Dame has said, has come out and said that he has not requested a trade from Portland. Damian Lillard, you fucking idiot. Leave. What? What? It, what is it going to take? Leave Portland, please. Do, it would be in your best interest to get out of Portland. There is absolutely nothing in Oregon for you. You are an Adidas athlete, not a Nike athlete. CJ McCollum is not that guy. Okay, you got Melo and you got Gary Trent and you got Nurkic. Okay, cool. Leave. Bye, goodbye. They, 
I am sick and tired of this team wasting Damian Lillard's 55, 60-point games. Maybe if if Damian Lillard drops 80 points and the Blazers still manage to lose by two, I'm 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 going to turn on Dame because that's his fault for staying. So, Dame, I need you to go. I, 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 but just leave, please. It, it is in your best interest, man. I, please, look, if you want to go to L.A., I'd rather you not, but, hey, do you, man. Just just get out of Portland. Save, save yourself while you still can, please. That team is not going to do what it needs to do, man. I'm sorry. Now, I mean, they got Chauncey coming in as a coach, so maybe that'll help. But C.J. McCollum's still on the team, so either damn you leave or C.J. has to go. That, but that's just me. Um, John, what do you do? You think Dame should stay in Portland? I want Dame to stay in Portland. I really do. But. I think it would be best for him to leave. I think it would be best for him to leave. This dude has been carrying the Trailblazer organization for the past, what? Too long. Too long. Since 2012? 20, yeah, 2012. 2012. It was, yeah. it was him and LaMarcus Aldridge. Then LaMarcus left. And he had to deal with, what, cancer? I mean, he got Joseph Nurkic helping him, but I don't know. And then CJ McCollum, he'd be here, and then he'd be gone. And then he'd be here, and then he'd be gone. So, and then they got Carmelo, but Carmelo, is he's, he's still great, but he's not in his prime anymore. So I, I think, I think it'll be best for Dame to leave if he wants to win. Jesus, I don't know why you would want to stay. I I have no idea. I mean, I get team loyalty, especially after what Giannis just did. I understand that, but it's Portland. Like I know I sound like a hypocrite because I complain when people be like, "But it's Detroit." Like no, bro, it's Portland. It is Oregon. Okay. What is in Oregon? Please tell if if anybody anybody is from Portland or has been to Portland or anywhere in Oregon, and you're listening to this podcast, text me, DM me, something, and tell me two, three things that are worth staying in Portland for. Please, just just three things. That's all I want. But Damon, do you think Damon should stay, or should he go? Um, no, similarly, yeah, like I think it would have been cool to see him get something just because of his loyalty that to that team. But man, like, it's he's like I said, he's 31 now, time is not of the essence, and he's only getting older. Obviously, like, his play hasn't like gotten any worse, but it's only a matter of time before they just start bringing this man down. And we would hate to see that. Um, so. I think he should just gone. So, like, who who's the coach? Who's the coach of that? Uh, Chauncey now. Oh yeah, Chauncey. Can we like pay him like a hundred dollars to like insult his mama so he can leave? So he got a reason to leave. 
Oh my god, Dame. I I get the team loyalty again, especially after what Giannis just did, man. But please, I want you to win the championship. So please. Go anywhere else, literally. Well, except Sacramento, because if you go to Sacramento, <laughs> your career is over. But the last one, and it's not even a serious one, man. I don't really know too much about, about uh, that many of the draft prospects, but I just got to say to the, my Detroit Pistons, y'all have one job and one job only. This upcoming Friday is the NBA draft. And let me let me just say this, okay? I've said this the entirety of the podcast since day one. We 13 episodes in, and I'm gonna say this again. If you do not have Cade Cunningham, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Cade wants to be here. He was telling us how he listened to Sada and Babyface Ray of 42. Just, just, just draft the man, please. That that is that is my only request. Um, if, if y'all want to speak on the Pistons draft and Cade Cunningham, y'all y'all are free to. I've already said this at least 12 times before, so I'm not going to say anything else. But if y'all want to talk about Cade coming to Detroit, go for it. <laughs> it's really cool seeing how um, much he's embraced Detroit in such a short amount of time. Because I know right off the rip, everybody was like, oh, he's going to want to go to Detroit. He's not going to want to go to Detroit. But, like, how quickly, like, this man's out here at Tiger Games. He's already, like, talking about the kind of music he likes from here. Like, so he really likes it here. Um, so I think, it, I think it'll be cool for him to come here. If they don't draft him, I think the whole city of Detroit will flip over and um, will single-handedly destroy Little Caesars Arena. Um, I think there will actually be a riot. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be bad for them if they don't drive them. Like, <laughs> is they y'all got one job, man? Troy Weaver, I believe in you. I trust you. You've been doing great work since you got here, man. Just, just, just make the right decision, man. That's all I got to say. We don't want Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, and Jalen Suggs would be nice, but we don't want them. We want Kate Cunningham. So make it happen. The whole city. It's counting on you to make this one decision. Yep. That's it. That that's it. Just 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 draft them in. That's it. The city is counting on you. Don't let us down. Cause we will we will riot. And I'm not gonna say I'll participate. I'm not gonna say I'll throw a brick through a window in Lucy's Arena, but um Allegedly. Please just dra- please 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 just draft K Cunningham. Please. But uh John do you think that the Pistons should go with Cade? Yes. Yes. No no other explanation. Yes. Listen, man. Right there. I mean, he said he listened to Detroit music. He was happy at the draft lottery. He, and he wants to go to Detroit. He did not want to go to Cleveland. Yes. Right there. Man, one thing about the city, it don't matter who you are, man. Nine times out, of, well, actually, I'm not even gonna say that. But if you can, if you can hoop and you on the team, man, we we gonna we gonna treat you right, man. So, Kate, I'm gonna say this a week in advance, man. We can we can we can revisit this next on next week's episode, man. I'm gonna just say welcome to Detroit in advance, and I'm gonna leave it at that. 
but that's if that that is going to bring us to the end of our official NBA portion of the podcast. And now we're going to do a special edition of Worst Takes. And the reason this is a special edition is because we're actually not going to cover any WNBA or wrestling takes this week. It's it's one take. <laughs> it's, it's one take. Um, so for those of you that don't know, OSN, um, for those of you that don't know who OSN is, OSN, Oprah Nation, is a YouTuber. He was was very popular among the basketball community. I don't know why people were actually fans of this man because he's a straight-up idiot. He's known for his reactions and yelling very loud. And he always releases, like, a top 25, top 50 before the end of the season based on what he saw in the previous season. And um, in last year's, just to let you know in advance how bad this is going to be, he said Anthony Davis was the second-best player in the NBA. And I'm just going to leave it at that for last year. But after the NBA Finals, OSN released his top 25 going into the 2021 to 2022 NBA season based on what he saw in these playoffs. And I would just want you to know this man basically has two million, close to 2 million subscribers on YouTube. And I'm, I'm going to go through this list, bro. Number one, actually, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna go through the whole list, and then we'll we'll give our immediate reactions. One, LeBron. Two, KD. Three, Giannis. Four, Harden. Five, AD. Six, Steph. Seven, Kawhi. Eight, Luka. Nine, Jokic. Ten, Embiid. For the rest of these, if you can't count, that's your problem. But I'm not gonna say the numbers anymore. Going from eleven to thirty, Dame, Devin Booker, Tatum, Brad Beal. Playoff P, Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie, Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Chris Middleton, Carl Anthony Towns, Trey Young, Julius Randle, Zion, CJ McCollum, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo, Zach Levine, and Chris Paul. That is this man's top 30 going into next season. Um, OSN, I, I, I... <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna come just steal all your YouTube equipment. Everything that you own, I'm stealing it. You do not deserve to make any other videos after this. Um, first of all, as much as we love LeBron James on the Hoopplex podcast, it is 2021, ladies and gentlemen. If LeBron James is still in your top three, you are a casual. You do not watch basketball. You know absolutely nothing about basketball. And then, matter of fact, you know what? I'm gonna go into one of his reasonings. This man said that he had Anthony Davis over Steph Curry because I can't believe I'm saying this shit. This motherfucker said, if you switch Anthony Davis and Steph Curry, Anthony Davis has a bigger impact on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is why. We say no to drugs, okay? This this is why we say no to drugs. Um, this is why you cannot talk basketball with just anybody. Um, Anthony Davis would have more of an impact on the Golden State Warriors than Steph Curry. John, just just on that just on that point alone, what do you have to say? 
No words. Anthony Davis was on the Golden State Warriors, and Steph Curry was on the Los Angeles Lakers. It would literally be Anthony Davis on the New Orleans Pelicans all over again. He would have success, but he would not win. Steph Curry on the Lakers? Oh my gosh. Him and LeBron? I'm, I'm, oh my gosh. LeBron would be carried to a championship. Did y'all not watch the All-Star game? The OSN. I know you watched the All-Star game because I'm pretty sure you made a reaction video to it. I know you saw it. I know you did. I know you did. LeBron will literally be carried to a championship. And LeBron will be like, I'm okay with it. This this is wild. That that is a wild opinion. That that is a wild opinion to have to have A D above Curry after the hell of a season that Curry had. Curry really had an MVP season. If we keeping it real. And I just don't get it. Jamie, you go ahead. Yeah, that is uh, ridiculous. If you did that, one of those two teams would have a championship, and it's not the one with AD on it. AD has already proved that he cannot single-handedly take a team and have them with great success. Um, I One of the two had an MVP season, and once again, it was not AD. Um yeah, I mean, even if he was healthy, he wouldn't have had an MVP season. So that is just so – I don't even know how you can say that and not laugh. You know what my biggest problem with this is, man, just in this top five alone, man, between that AD and Steph Curry thing, the biggest issue – it's two issues combined into one. It's the fact that Anthony Davis is in the top five. And that Steph Curry is outside of the top three. LeBron, it, LeBron is not in the top three. No, he, um, no, he absolutely not. Anthony Davis is not for sure not in the top five. You could argue he's not even top eight. Exactly. For Jokic to be number nine as the reigning MVP. Yeah. First of, no, no, no. You could put Jokic at six. Like, I would, I don't, you could debate that he's out of the top five, but for him to be in the bottom half or the bottom half, that's insane. Another piece that I want to talk about, and I'm, I'm going to let Damon do this first. Um, Paul George is in the top 15. Actually, you know what, Damon? I'm, I'm going to let you go, but I just got to, listen, I don't care how you feel. Deep breaths. I, 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 I don't I don't care how you feel about Paul George. I don't care if you defend Paul George. I don't care if you like Paul George. I don't care if you don't like Paul George. For Paul George to be in the top 15 is absolutely disrespectful. Paul George, I know he ain't played in two years, but Paul George is not better than Klay Thompson. Stop the fucking cap. Paul George is not better than Donovan Mitchell, okay? Stop the cap. 
how in the world did we get to, how did we get here, ladies and gentlemen? How do we get here? How, 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 OSN, I'm gonna ask you directly, what drugs are you taking? What, what is it? Paul George is not top five, 15 anywhere, anywhere. Defense, yes. Okay, congratulations. Paul George is not top 15 in the NBA. Shut the fuck up. Stop it. But, um, Damon, um, what, what do you think about Paul George being ranked the 15th best player in the NBA? Yeah, as uh, our good friend Stephen A. would say, it's simply blasphemous. Um, I, who, who is he directly above? Like who's who's the who's like right below him, like ranking wise? Who's sixteenth? Spider. Spider, right? Okay, I think it was the way that he explained Paul George that made me more pissed off about it, because he was like Paul George, man, you know, he single handedly had one of the best playoff out of everybody. He was balling in the playoff. I was like, oh, we must not have been watching the same playoff. Uh, you mean the playoffs where you have multiple twenty percent, thirty percent? Are we game? talking about? Oh, okay. we, I, no, he must be talking about the game where he missed the last two free throws, in which DeAndre Ayton caught a game-winning lob. He must have been talking about. He could. He must have been talking about that game. But uh, this man shoot seventy-five percent in one game, and y'all, y'all just forgot him. But yeah, my man was gassing Paul George, and I'm just like, bro. He wouldn't even have been doing that if Kawhi was there. <laughs> Literally. But, uh, John, what, what do you think about Paul George being in that spot at number 15? Well, 15? <laughs> what? Wow, Paul George is like top 10. But 15? Nah. You, John, did you just say Paul George is top 10? Yeah. But 15? You just said Paul George is top 10. That's what that's what that's what you just said. Paul George, Paul Lett, playoff P, pandemic P. I mean, where where would you I would play some like 10? Where would you put? He's in your top ten. At number ten. Who would you put? Where would you put Paul George? To me, he's like he's like, between me, fifteen and twenty. So I mean, I guess this is the top. Yeah, this is top like the 20, top, top twenty. This is the top end of where I would put him. But I was like, I ain't putting no Paul George in no damn top ten. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He is between 15 and 20. I wouldn't even put him at 50. I say between 16 and 20. Paul George? No. Abs- no. No, man. Oh, no. I respect no, it. Man. I respect it. My bad. I respect it. Oh, dog. Your channel was on this episode. <laughs> Motherfucker would have left the call. <laughs> Another issue that I had with this list, though. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. 
Yeah. What year is this? Devin Booker. Is this is this 2017? Is is this is this 2018? Carl Anthony Towns is in the top 25. I I what? No, absolutely not. Carl Anthony Towns is not better than Trey Young. Carl Anthony Towns is not better than Julius Randle. <laughs> oh man, Carl Anthony Towns. Oh yeah, and that's the other part. He put Zach Levine at 29. And Chris Paul at 30. Did I just talk shit about Chris Paul? Yes. But for Chris Paul to not be in the top 20, really? And Zach Levine to be number 29, second to last in the top 30. You put Rudy Gobert over Zach Levine. And Bam Adebayo. Now Zion, um, that's 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 a little tough. Um, I love I love Zion Williamson, man. Um, I I don't know. That's that's kind of hard. Um. Oh yeah, and that's the other one. CJ McCollum was on the list to begin with. <laughs> OS. Just just retire. Stop making YouTube videos, please. For the for the love of God. I, I don't um I'm I'm trying to look at this list and see what spots did he have correct? Because it wasn't many. Okay. Giannis being at number three. That 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 is that's that's the probably the only place. That is a hundred percent. Even K- the KD and throughout, I would say that's the other one too. Yeah, I mean, but what? So would you say Steph is better than KD? Hmm. Wait, so you would say Steph is better than KD? Oh no, I was just saying pretty much the top three could, besides LeBron. If you switch mm-hmm. LeBron with Steph, like it really dip, honestly, I feel like once you did that, it's really subjective to what you feel like is the yeah. best at that point, but. Because the top three should be Katie, Steph, and Giannis. That that's I'm not gonna go through the whole top thirty. I I ain't got I ain't got time to do that. But this man's a fucking idiot. Um, I I don't know how any of you were fans of this man. I I don't know. But this is this this is one of the worst top anything list I've ever seen in basketball. Like again, last year. This motherfucker said AD was the second best player in the league. Second. And then puts him in the top five. Oh, um, no, absolutely not. Steph, Kawhi, and Jokic being out of the top five makes zero sense. Absolutely zero sense. I I don't understand what 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 drug were you taking OSN? You need to stop. You you need to go get some help. Go touch grass, bro. Go admit yourself, please. Like I don't I don't joke about mental health at all, but you need help. Okay, that that is bad. That this is bad. Now, John, you putting Paul George in your top ten. I'm, I'm, 
Um, Sorry, man. Jesus Christ. But all I'm going to say is bless your heart. Bless your heart. That's all I can say. But um, OSN, just just stop with these lists, man. I, I actually felt pain reading that list. And um, boy, oh boy, that that was that was that was awful. That was straight up awful. But um, that is that is that is worst takes for the day, ladies and gentlemen. And after we went through the list, you see why that was the entire segment. But now, let's move into something more, much more positive, ladies and gentlemen. On the wrestling side. We usually not the ones to talk about rumors or, or anything like that, but we got to talk about this one. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not 100% sure how true this is. Honestly, I don't care how true it is, but there are rumors that both Daniel Bryan and CM Punk have signed with AEW. Hey Siri, play Deads by the Migos. Because let, let me just, man, listen. Oh, Siri, you weren't actually supposed to play the song. Jesus, hold up. Oh, more. See, WWE, you in trouble. You are in trouble if this is true, dog. If we get to All Out in September and I hear it's over. Like, it, it's it's game. It's game time, bro. It's over. <laughs> John actually playing the song on week. But look, man, if you want to talk about dream matches, bro, everybody on bro, listen. I don't even want to say, bro, as much as it hurts me to say this, bro, Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega would be an absolute banger, bro. Like, if this is true, I listen, listen, listen. I have been very skeptical about hearing CM Punk returning to wrestling since 2014. I've been skeptical. I, well, actually, I'll say 2016 because, you know, them first two years, you're like, okay, well, it could happen. But, you know, you then, then after a while, it's like, it's never going to happen. Then, you know, that WWE backstage show, you hear, and I'm like, wait a minute. He's actually talking about W, like, you know, because I know he wasn't actually signed with WWE, it was a Fox, he was with Fox, you know, so we like, okay, there's a chance, there's a slight chance, then there was rumors going around that, like, he had just came back, but he was wearing an outfit, so literally no one could recognize him in anything, and I'm like, okay, the rumors are here, if Sean Ross Sapp confirms this to be true, WWE, you might go out of business. You may you may not be worried dollars wise. You may not necessarily lose money because of all your endorsements. But two things you are gonna lose: you're gonna lose fans, and you're gonna lose sleep. That that listen to call those two skills is an understatement, bro. That is fleece, finesse, everything, dog. I let this be true. Just I. I swear to God, I'm gonna go crazy. But uh, John, what do what do you think about this? Do you think that they'll be true? And if they are true, what does this mean for AEW and WWE? I I think Daniel Bryan signing to AEW is true. Uh, CM Punk 
I think he's having talks with AEW, but I don't know. I don't know if he's signed yet. I don't think he has signed. I think he's still in contract negotiations. But if they both sign with AEW, this is a power move for AEW. Daniel Bryan has said this may be, you know, my last time in WWE or my last time wrestling. So we expected that. So him going to AEW, it's a big move and something new for him. But seeing Punk coming back is a major shock. It's a major, huge achievement with a young company that has a lot of potential. AEW may go, may go very high. Like, I don't know. They may, shoot, who knows how far they would go with CM Punk. I understand CM Punk has been wrestling in eight years. I understand his body is way different. I understand his age is very different. But this is huge. Wrestling fans would definitely support CM Punk. They may put him as a heel, and the fans will still love him. I I am hoping and praying that this is true though. Like, I first of all, CM Punk, bro, they're not nobody's gonna boo CM Punk. You you could try putting him as a heel, but it's not gonna work. You you absolutely no, they're not. Especially if he debuts at All Out while it's in Chicago. No, they they will no. You cannot turn that man heel. I refuse. But Damon, do you think these rumors are true? And what does that mean for both companies if it is true? The Daniel Bryan one, <clears throat> I definitely believe that's true for sure. And that even if CM Punk didn't sign, like that would be a huge, huge move on its own. Because like you've said, there's like 90% of the roster where you could just have absolute bangers with Daniel Bryan. And then if you threw CM Punk in the mix, you drop him out all out in Chi-Town. Oh my God, that crowd would go, but like I, that, I it would go berserk. Just like when he came out of like Money in the Bank in Chicago in that match, like his first wrestling appearance, and all like if all the after all of this time, oh yeah, WWE they got you on your heels. When I hear when I when they heard that, and the next thing you see. Oh, WWE is interested in bringing back Braun Strowman. I promise y'all, that's not the answer. That that make that may make it worse. Cause you know, you know, if they bring him back, that means they go on to push him. And there is neither champion right now that anybody wants to see him get pushed into. Neither. Neither. Man, listen. I, I understand you have to bring back somebody. But if in, in retaliation to getting fleeced from Punk and Brian, you bring back Braun Strowman, that's it. That That's the end. Vince, it's time to step down, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, you should still step down anyway, but hey. But speaking of stepping down, um, before we talk about our last I, – I had to add this topic in here after what happened Monday – um, I just forgot to officially add it in. Um, as of this right, as of this moment right now, I am saying this to everyone: until the product improves, 
you will never ever hear us mention modern day Monday Night Raw ever again until they fix this shit. You had the first show back in front of fans in over a year and a half. The show was mid anyway. The, actually, no, the show was absolute dog shit. So we're all expecting something good, right? Two, two, two things good happen here. One, John Cena. I will never boo John Cena, ever. I, I will never, ever hate John Cena, except for that time when he buried the Nexus. And then one of the greatest WWE theme songs of all time officially made its return after 11 years, man. Jeff Hardy came out to no more words. It, it was absolutely beautiful. But let's talk about this show. Well, mainly the two, the two biggest problems with this doggone show. The first one being Karrion Cross. Now, for those of you who don't watch no watch NXT, Karrion Cross is NXT champion. Well, y'all would know that if you um for those of you that listen and watch Raw. Um so Karrion Cross, he has his wife out with him at NXT. His his entrance at NXT, he'd be having smoke, and his wife be his wife sang his theme song, so she'd be singing the song, and he looks really cool, and he looks like this badass, right? And he's un he was undefeated in NXT. Like nobody could beat him. Not Gargano, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. He beat Keith Lee for the title, man. Like every night. And he makes his random raw debut, like they said, like we heard there was rumors of a random NXT call, a huge NXT call. We like, okay, cool, that's that's great. And they announced it during the middle of the show. Oh, Karrion Cross is gonna be here. And they said, oh, we're gonna put him against Jeff Hardy. So we're really all thinking, I'm like, okay, well, obviously you know they're bringing no more words back, but Jeff Hardy's gonna get killed. When I see Karrion Cross come out, no smoke or nothing, no scarlet. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, here we go. So Jeff Hardy comes out, no more words, is banging. We all hype watching the shows, watching at home, watching from the stands, right, and everything. Jeff Hardy beat Karrion Cross in two minutes with the roll-up, with his feet on the ropes. Um, why did we do this? I, 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 I have no words. I... I have no more words for this show. None. Um, oh, yeah, the other Almost. thing. So Keith Lee finally makes his return. Everybody's excited. He gets squashed by Bobby Lashley to bring... Matter of fact, y'all remember last episode when we were talking about how we did not want Goldberg to come back? When they squash Keith Lee and they bring out Bobby Lashley's next challenger, and guess who the fuck it is? Bill fucking Goldberg. And then let's talk about the ending of the show. So you have Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley in a rematch for Money in the Bank. Because, you know, they released all the women, right? Ends in a DQ. You know who comes out? Not Becky Lynch. Nikki Cross, who won Money in the Bank. Spoiler for those who didn't watch Money Bank, because we're going to talk about the show a little bit later. But Nikki Cross beat Charlotte and is now the Raw Women's Champion as a superhero. Almost. Man, I don't give a fuck what she is, bro. Just, I don't care. 
I I really could care less, bro. Um, I I I I can't anymore. I I refuse to watch Monday Night Raw. So do not ask me anything about Monday Night Raw if you if you know me personally. Um, we can talk about Monday Night Raw before twenty seventeen. I'm I'm fine with that. Anything after anything after twenty sixteen, if you ask me, I might hit you in the mouth. I I, I can't anymore. I I actually can't. If Raw can give two good shows in a row, I will watch it again. Until then, absolutely not. But um, let's see. Damon, um, I know we bash this show a lot, but what did you think of this past Monday Night Raw, the first Raw in front of Faye? Hold on, motherfucker. You wearing a Clipper shirt right now? Hey, bro, listen. Listen. It's, it was a it was a it was mind. a free shirt dog. It was uh because of because Amani went to the game, the playoff game for free. Okay. And she okay. they had All an right. extra I, I they like it. had the shirts in the arena and I was it was yeah, it was my size, so I just got it. It was it's a nice okay. little right. right. it, yeah, it was a gift. It was a gift. It was a gift. Trust okay. me, that's, man. That's fine. That is and fine. for reference for y'all, it's a it's a uh Western Conference Finals uh, Clipper shirt. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's nothing but Clipper slander over here. <laughs> um, but Imani saved your ass. <laughs> but anyways, man, Raw had so many promising points where it was like John Cena kicks off the show. Everybody, you know, he comes out, he's calling out Roman. Everybody's kind of he breaks the fourth wall, which I got everybody's, you know, everybody's kind of like, all right, you got a good set. Then you got Mega Man versus, uh, uh, what's the dude's name? Elias. How did, how was that the best match of the night? That's, that was the first part. So there's that. Um, Racism won. That's the problem. Yeah. That is the little problem. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, open challenge. Keith Lee gets squashed in this big return after being gone for a really long time. Not only that, but in his hometown. His hometown. Gets squashed. And then you got Oldberg coming, blowing smoke out of the ashes. And... I'm, I just, I can't watch. I just can't watch anymore. Then you had Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, one of four people in the women's roster, um, going again, going at it again for like the 15th time this year since Mania. Uh, and I think I was so bored by it because they put on an absolute banger the night before at Money in the Bay. Like, I, you know, I bashed it because they have so many matches, so many rematches, but, like, that match was actually, like, really good. So the fact that it was, like, kind of watered down the next night was, like, really dumb. And then you got Nikki Ash, the biggest moment of her career. And it's, like, I'm, like, I'm mad about it, but, like, I'm not at the same time. It was, like, we everybody wanted Becky, but, like, she pitched this character herself, a stupid character, but she pitched herself. She re 
braided herself. She wins Manny in the Bank, wins the championship 48 hours. Happy for her. But I think the biggest thing that pissed me off of the night was that carrying cross. The backlash of it, I think, is what's the worst because honestly, because there I see, I see the fact that Karen Cross and Jeff Hardy, that's gonna be his first big feud when he comes to the main roster. That could have still been a feud if he destroyed him. Because Jeff Hardy, listen, Jeff Hardy's been getting squashed for the last month, if we're being honest, just to be on TV, just so everybody don't forget about him. And I think if it was like, okay, and then he comes out like mad the next week that he lost like that, that they could easily create a spin a story like that. But John make him get rolled up. Cause you, you, they y'all already heard us talk crap of how much they use roll-ups on raw. And to do that to the, reigning NXT champion who had not lost since being on the roster is humiliating and it showed because they had NXT tapings for the next couple weeks the other day and they literally had to reshoot a carrying cross segment in the ring because they kept chanting Jeff Hardy at it. Y'all messed up. Y'all messed up. Oh my God. RIP NXT. But John, what what did you think about this episode? This is my first time watching Raw in over a year since before the pandemic. So I was like, okay, this is is gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. And it's for fans too. Elias and Gunner really carried. They really carried. And this was a false count anywhere match. Why couldn't they do that for Rolling Loud? I just don't understand that. Second, why would you bring Carry On Cross up? No Scarlet, just on a random Monday. Hey, we're going to bring him up. And he gets squashed by Jeff Hardy. That that just makes no sense. I can understand Jeff Hardy was being squashed, or it was just a good competitive match. But really, like you have the NXT champion on Raw, and you have him pinned. And wasn't it also his birthday? It sure was his birthday. Oh my god. What in, what in the world? Who, who was doing the writing? Who is doing the writing? Triple H, you got to do something about this. He got to confront one of the writers. It was like, yo, you messing up all of my stars. I built these stars. These stars are my kids, okay? I want my kids to go out in the real world and be great. You're messing them up. You need to stop. Triple H, do something about this. Confront one of, confront the writing team and be like, y'all need to stop messing up my stars. Because I'm the COO of this company. I can just fire you like that. Speaking of rolling loud, um, <clears throat> WWE, I, I understand 
you know, it, it was it was a cool moment, I guess. But y'all know, y'all know nobody cared about wrestling at Rolling Loud. It is a music festival. They are there for music. Okay, Bianca Belair got zero reaction. Of course, I was expecting it, but you know, Bianca Belair is just great. How can you, you know? I of course I get pissed off, but then it's like they shouldn't have been there. They should not have been there. So WWE don't do that again at all. But our final wrestling topic, we talked about just a tad little bit of it while we were ranting about Raw. Money in the Bank 2021, man. That is how you do at a, a real pay-per-view. Dude had to go man. read a verse Listen, after that, that. That might be pay-per-view over the 2020s. I'm not even going to cap, bro. Like, almost everything on that card was perfect, man. Like, you know, the Usos beat the Mysterios. Thank God, you know, I was tired of seeing Dominic Mysterio holding a championship. Um... I mean, respect to the kid, man. I can't really call him a kid because he's a year older than me, but, you know, I'm just tired of him, man. You know, the Usos, the whole bloodline got chips now. Um, Money in the Bank, the women's match. Um, Can we please exercise Alexa Bliss? Please. I, look, just, just put a cross on the forehead. I don't – I don't – something, please. This gimmick, it is terrifying. Her her new Titan tr- – no. Listen, when I saw that new Titan Tron, bruh, I almost turned my entire TV off and seanced, like, bruh, no, I'm, I don't, no, man, I, no, no, I, I need, an, in order to get rid of this gimmick, bruh, I need y'all to perform an exorcism on national television, I, I don't care, no, no, bruh, listen, listen, have the Bible, which, listen, you, listen, I don't care, which reverend you bring? You can bring Jamal Bryant. You can have Joel Osteen. I don't care. Just get just get you a reverend or a preacher. I don't care. Bring him to wherever Monday Night Raw, whatever pay-per-view. Strap Alexa Bliss down. Arms and legs. Put some holy water on her. Tell her the power Christ compels her. Read her the verses. And please end this character right here, right now. I'm sick and tired. She looks scary and not in a good way. That match was also kind of mid, and Nikki Cross won. Um, Liv Morgan should have won. I, I I thought that's what we were doing. I mean, did y'all hear the pop that she was getting? Um, we built to Liv Morgan winning, and we just didn't do it for God knows why. So Vince, fuck you again. Um, AJ Styles and almost versus the Viking Raiders. I mean, AJ and almost won. Nobody cared about that match. And then we got um, what was after that? Oh yeah, Bobby versus Colt. <laughs> I don't know who Kofi Kingston pissed off backstage, though. <clears throat> but that motherfucker got murdered <laughs> on national television, bro. <laughs> He probably got like two moves in and that was it, bro. This man got murdered for seven minutes straight, dog. And I actually liked it, man, because I'm just – I need Kofi to turn heel, bro, because I'm, I'm sick of the New Day. I, I I honestly am, man. Like, reform the Hurt Business and add Kofi to the mix, bro. Honestly. You you honestly could do that. Um, But that's not going to happen because of what happened at Money in the Bank. Speaking of that match, um, men's Money in the Bank ladder match, that was honestly – it was one of the best, man. I could put that in my top five. It was pretty good. You know, Biggie won. Listen, because John was saying in our group chat, like, we ain't had a black money in the bank winner yet. 
like an hour afterwards, we get the first black money in the bank winner, man. So, you know, black history, black incidents, man. Congratulations to Big E, man. Give him the belt. Give him all the belts for all I care. Just don't have him beat Roman or Cena. But give him all the belts, man. I don't care. Well, except the women's belts, of course, you know. But give, give him every other belt. Um, Speaking of the women's match, man, we talked about Rhea versus Charlotte, man. Like, we were sick and tired because we've seen that match 72,000 other times. So the build was terrible, man. You know, the fans were chanting, we want Becky. And, you know, Charlotte Flair, she did what had to be done. You know, she flipped off the crowd. She like, hey, fuck y'all. Then the next night when they were chanting, we want Becky, she said, shut up. Becky's at home breastfeeding, man. She did what needed to be done, man. That match, oh, man, they got to stand an ovation right afterwards, man. They shut that crowd up. That, that was the match of the night by far, man. That might be one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. It ain't it ain't Sasha versus Bianca good, but it, it was up there, man. It was nice. And then that main event, dog, Ez versus Roman, finally, it started off slow, but, you know, that's just what Roman does, man. He's a heel. Um, you know, Jalen, I don't, I don't understand how Jalen hates the man anymore. I don't get it, but man, look, Roman is a great heel. He beats Edge, you know, Seth Rollins cost, uh, is the match. So we, we are for sure getting that match at SummerSlam. And then the end of the night, WWE, you did good. You know, you did excellent. This was perfect. We all, we all, we all had our thoughts. Y'all remember when we were talking about wrestling reporters spoiling everything? This was one of the spoilers in regards to matches for SummerSlam, and we—that's what we—that's why we didn't want to talk about it because we didn't know when he was gonna come back. We just knew, but we didn't want to spoil it for everybody else, man. Roman is like, he gets the mic. He's like, oh, now the whole world can acknowledge me. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, is Biggie gonna cash in or is it Cena? And I hear do 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 do, and I'm like, bruh, listen. I have never gotten that excited watching wrestling before, dog. Um, I'm not going to describe in words what went through my body when I heard John Cena's music hit. Um, just know if you saw it, you wouldn't speak to me. Never, You would never speak to me again, man. Um, I ain't never been that excited, dog. I legit was like all bouncing all over the walls, man. Like, I ain't never, like, jumped around from wrestling, bro. Except for maybe when Batista came back before WrestleMania a couple years ago. But outside, man, look, that that was one of the greatest moments I've had as a wrestling fan, dog. So we are getting Cena versus Roman, Edge versus Rollins at SummerSlam. Those are about to be bangers, man. But, John, what did you think about this year's Money in the Bank? This year's Money in the Bank. Pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, other than the women's Money in the Bank title match, where it was Mickey almost superhero one, which you know surprised me, caught my eye. I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" But um, it was a pretty good event. I enjoyed myself watching it. Uh, I thought Edge was gonna almost get the victory actually try to get the victory. But then when John Cena came out, it was like, wow. Wow. But I'm really excited about the Seth Rollins and Edge storyline. I'm really excited about that. You have a legend versus a potential Hall of Famer going at it. And I'm really excited about that. 
Uh, Damon, what did you think about Money in the Bank? I really enjoyed it. That was definitely the best pay-per-view they've put out since the pandemic era started. Um, just about every match was enjoyable. Um, Cena coming back, man, that turned the world upside down. Like It was crazy because, like, I knew he was going to be coming back, too. Like, I saw the spoiler as well, but I didn't know. But like you said, nobody knew when he was going to show up. And when that music hit, oh, my God, bro, the chills. And it was like, I knew he was coming, but, like, it still was, like, crazy. And the setup for Edge and Rollins was good. I liked that it came like that. And I think it's awesome because it was, like, they actually kind of had this long-term storytelling, like, like, not on purpose. Because you go back to when after Team Cena beat, uh, was that Team Cena? Yeah, Team Cena beat the Authority at Survivor Series. And then the Authority got taken out of power. And then Seth Rollins, like, had Edge on the money in oh, the bank. Yeah. Like, he was going to curb stomp him on there. And um, it's like, dang, you go back to that. Oh, man, like, that's going to be good. And then out of nowhere, you got – Finn Balor, who's going to face Roman at some point, probably either next week or within the next couple weeks before SummerSlam. But Roman versus Cena, bro, I'm I'm ready. Because even when they faced the first time when they had that first buildup and Cena walked circles around him, um, that was that was bad. Roman was still growing. <laughs> he was not ready for that heat, man. But I think he's ready now. I think this. I think this is going to be really good. Like, and then I just like we I, I found out a couple of days ago from John, bro. But you know, I was talking about that show I'm going to. Um, it's this upcoming next Sunday, August 1st, man. And they just announced John Cena gonna be there, bro. It's bad, it's bad. Look, you know, me and my sister, my cousin, we in the, we in the 20th row, man. I don't care, we get into the first row. I don't I don't care what we gotta do. Well, I there are there are a few things I for sure will not do to get there, but we get in that first row for sure, man. Um you know that boy John Cena, man. That's that's uh that's that's goat right there, man. Um I ain't I ain't seen John Cena in person since like 2009, 2010, bro. It's it's I'm hyped, man. I'm ready for the show, man. I just caught my Eddie Guerrero shirt. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> But that's going to do it for the wrestling side in our last few topics, getting to the WNBA. And I just want to say this for the record, man. I miss WNBA basketball badly. I know the Olympics are getting ready to start. Um, I don't really care about America. You know, I'm going to watch a couple of the games. You know, I don't I don't care about this country. Um conservatives i don't know why you're listening to this podcast but if you do um if you have your questions i don't care um but man i miss the wnba so bad man i jesus this sucks man not having any basketball to watch and especially when the season isn't over this this sucks this sucks so damon i'm gonna ask you first when the WNBA resumes, what should we expect from these players or certain players or certain teams? What should we expect from the WNBA when they return in August? 
Um, I think that competitive edge is going to be at an all-time high. Um, we're at that back half of the season. Every win is going to count at this point. A lot of those teams are within a game or two of um, leading the conference or being right in there in that playoff position. And they're going to be hungry. I'm, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited for this, like, kind of first run for the playoffs. Because um, how many teams make it? Um, it's twelve. Is it five? Mm. Oh, like on e- each conference. Oh, um, six, six. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I, yeah, I think we're really gonna see who's um, who's who's gonna close it out. Yeah, um for me I'm I'm pretty much the same way, man. This is really gonna be competitive in this last stretch of the season. Expect a team like the Phoenix Mercury to creep their way back, especially with Diana Sarasi coming back, man. She's healthy for the Olympics. She didn't play the all-star game, but she's healthy for the Olympics. She'll be healthy when it comes back time for the season to return. Just expect that big three to slowly climb that ladder. Um I know Ben Nigel Laney, she's going to continue going off, but I also, I'm not even going to say expect, but I hope that Sabrina figures it out. I, I really do. And then another, this, this is going to become as a shock. Um, we talked about this last week after, after the episode, um, you know, in regards to the Indiana fever, not even the fever, but I really think that Kaiser is going to break out in this last stretch. I, I honestly do, man. Like I, after we talked about it last week, um, when I found out who Kaiser was, I was just like, Oh, well, she's from Michigan. Cool. And then I saw the stats. I'm like, eh. but then, you know, um, Damon's girlfriend, he, she, in, she interviewed Kaiser and I found out some things. I didn't know she was Miss basketball. I didn't know she was the second leading scorer in Michigan history. I didn't know she dropped 72 in a game. I didn't know any of these things, man. So, I apologize to Kaiser on air right now. Um, I, I see why she has fans, and now I'm one of them. So I expect big things from Kaiser Gondrasic as well. Um, and I, I just – I'm so excited, man, because Seattle, Las Vegas, Connecticut, between those three, man, is about to be so competitive for who gets the chip, man. And I'm, I'm beyond excited, and I cannot wait until August. But, John, what do you – we expect to happen what should we expect when the nba resumes play the, the wnba my bad it's going to be a battle for playoff spot playoff seating it's going to be a battle and i'm very interested in it uh, mystics dallas and phoenix they're going to be battling for the last spots because right now Phoenix is seven seed, Mississippi the eighth, and then Dallas, they're they're the ninth right now. That eighth seed is going to be very crucial. It's going to be very crucial, and it's going to be teams that can actually beat the number one seed right now, which is Seattle. They have a chance of beating Seattle, um, even though Seattle's going to be in the semifinals if they, you know, if they have a bye. Double five, but this is going to be very interesting. This is going to be a very the playoffs are going to be competitive and 
watchable. And I'm going to be very intrigued with how it's going to be. This season's already better than last year's. Most definitely. Most definitely. And I'm I'm really excited to see what happens, man. But just just stay tuned, man. Like if you don't have WNBA league pass, it's you you got about a, a month and a half left. You can use mine if you want to, but you 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 should definitely watch, man. But our final topic of the day, and I'm I'm excited for this one. We are going to be giving you each of our GOAT WNBA starting lineups. And I'm gonna start this off. And this this is gonna be is this is this was really difficult. Like I'm still even coming up with my starter five to begin with. Um so for me between point guard and shooting guard, I was really, really conflicted on what I wanted to do. And I'm I still don't know. So I know at point guard, I'm going to have Sue Bird. I mean, she leaves the WNBA in assists. I think she has, what, the first first WNBA player to reach, like, 3,000 assists. Um, so I have to have her there. At shooting guard, it's kind of tough, man, because I have other point guards in mind. Like, maybe I put Becky Ham in there, or maybe I do use Cynthia Cooper. I don't know. I I I'm conflicted when it comes to the shooting guard. Um, small forward, Maya Moore. My absolutely Maya Moore. Um, I I had to make the catchings in mind, but Maya Moore, man, that that woman, like, cause you don't want to. Of course, like we're talking play wise, so obviously, like we're not talking about what she does off the court. Off the court, she's an amazing human being, but on the court. That is, she is a demon, not a monster. She is a demon. That woman is on demon time every time she steps onto the court. And I really hope that she comes back to the WNBA. And now power forward. This may seem like recency bias, but personally, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a single fuck, man. The current best player in the WNBA. I got to go with Breonna Stewart. And at center, you some of you might be thinking Brittany Griner. Abs- no, I mean, I love Brittany, don't get me wrong, but no. At center, I have Lisa fucking Leslie. So I this listen, that how many games are in the WNBA season? I think it's 30, 32. 36 now. 36. I think that roster could go 30, 36-0, man. I, I honestly do, man. Sue Bird. Um, I forgot who do I have a shooting guard. Oh, yeah, I got too many shooting guards. So let me just pick one. Cynthia Cooper. So Sue Bird, Cynthia Cooper, um, Maya Moore, Brianna Stewart, and Lisa Leslie. That's my five. And I, I think that's a 36-0 right there. But uh, Damon, what what would be your goat starting starting five in the WNBA? Uh, so this one's hard trying to look through everybody, but I think similar. I think I'd have Superb at Superb, Superb at the one, uh, Miss Tarasi at the two. Why did um, I say? And then I. Um, and then I have three, like I guess kind of fours but 
uh, Lisa Leslie, Tamika Ketchings, and uh, Lauren Jackson. Dog, because I was literally thinking, because when I was saying shooting guard, I'm literally automatically, I'm like, okay, Diana Taurasi. But then once I started talking, I'm like, how did I, how did I forget? So, okay, let me, let me, clear, let me correct my list then. Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, um, Maya Moore, Brianna Stewart, and Lisa Leslie. That's for sure 36 and 0. <laughs> That's for sure 36 and 0. But, uh, Damon, based on your starting five, what do you think their record would be? I could definitely see that being like a 36 and 0, 35 and 1, maybe. Yeah. I would say I'm very confident that that team would be very successful. Yeah, for sure. And then, John, what is your GOAT WNBA starting five? Okay. Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, Maya Moore. Elena Deladon, Candace Parker. Okay, okay. Cause I, I'm not even gonna lie, man. I completely forgot about Elena Deladon. Um, when was the last time she played? Uh, 2019 when they won the championship. Okay. I mean, cause I mean, don't get me wrong. She is a hell of a player. One of the best when she plays. I just. I, I'm mad, mad because I actually forgot about her. I'm sick. Candace Parker being at center, that that's a that's a really surprisingly underrated pick. So what 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 record would you say they would have? I'll say thirty and six. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's solid. I can see him probably winning thirty two. Yeah. Um. Now let's go with a six woman. Cause there were there were so many. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think of the word. I don't want to say snubs from the roster, but it it was so many. It was so many different players to choose from. Man, if I had to pick a six woman, um, Jesus, that's that's. I have to go Candace. I I would go with Candace Parker. That's my six woman for sure. Um, I'm trying to think like who else would I put? Okay, maybe maybe Becky Hammond in play. Like between between those two for me, between Candace and Becky Hammond for me as my sixth woman. Yeah, I think I'd definitely have to say Maya Moore would be my sixth woman. Hmm. The sixth sixth woman that I would choose, I would have to say, yeah, I would have to say Lauren Jackson. I'd choose Lauren Jackson. This, This was actually like pretty hard because, you know, I pretty much could do this if it, we were talking current, but like all time, man, that's that's there's so many players to choose from that you wouldn't even really think about. Like, as much as I love Candace Parker, she did not cross my mind when I was thinking all like just all time starting five. I, I man, I can't believe that. 
and the fact that I forgot about Diana Sarasi when I was literally just hyping golden type and talking about her, man. I don't I don't know. I I have no idea. <laughs> but that's gonna do it for this episode of Hooplex. Thank you guys for listening. This time next week, I will be back on the podcast bragging that the Pistons drafted Kay Cunningham. So stay tuned for that, man. Cause y'all really gonna hate me. Y'all gonna hate me throughout the rest of the NBA season. I'm, I'm telling you that now. I'm gonna be teed up for sure. But thank you guys for listening. Continue to send in your hot takes. We will we will be back on the regular hot takes. Um we'll we'll be back on that next week. And we will see you guys next week.